Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everyone, my name's David Edgar, I'm your host here at Heart and Hand Extra, our weekly preview show of Rangers fixture at the weekend, and it's quite a big one this week, so joining me, um, bringing out a big hitter, it's Mr Ian Hogg. Hoggy, how the hell are you? I'm, I'm well, my man, how are you? I'm fine, I feel the stirrings of battle fever. Let's get that battle fever on. Yes, absolutely, I, I feel it already, and I think that... This is something that we've we've maybe all grown used to over the years. That particularly yeah, for any old form match, but for a for a bigger one, one that has a level of importance and significance. And look, all old form games are important, but some are more significant than others. And this one feels like quite a significant one, or certainly a significant opportunity from Rangers. Am I right? Yes, uh, and I think it's 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 significant because for the first time in. A couple of years, or maybe the first time in six years, we actually think, do you know what? This could be game on. Maybe it's a false dawn, but it really feels this this could be game on. I think that it's not unrealistic to think Rangers have got a good chance of winning this match. And you can then try and extrapolate that into, well then, does that give us a chance of winning the title, or... Um, does that mean that realistically we're, we're title contenders? And and those are arguments for a different day. I think today it's about can Rangers win this football match on on Sunday? And it's yes, yes we can if we play to our best and we have a good tactical plan. We make sure we marshal their key players well and our players perform at their peak and work hard. Then yes, we can win the game. It's not to say we will win the game, but it's not. Like this time last year when we went into the fixture, okay, it was the third, but we went into the fourth fixture um, at Ibrox, which of course we got severely tonked in. We all knew what the outcome was going to be. They knew it, we knew it, our, our 
supporters knew it, the, the players knew it, everyone knew it, and that's exactly what happened. The reason it doesn't feel like this, I don't think, is bravado. I think it's based on results. And I don't think, for example, we went into the match at Parkhead Hoggy thinking we were going to play as well as we did or get the result uh, that we did and be disappointed to walk away with, with that. No, for sure. I, I, you know, I think everyone who listened to the pod pre-Celtic match uh, just before New Year knows fine well I, I predicted that we would take a spanking. Uh, I was massively over the moon that we didn't. And indeed, we could have won that game. Celtic were not great on the day. We were good. Uh, we weathered a bit of a storm. We made some chances. Morelos had a bit of an off day. And quite simply, we didn't have anything coming off the bench. This time around, it feels different. It feels as if we've got, we've strengthened in the winter, or strengthened in the, the January transfer window. We've won six matches on the bounce. We're playing well. Um, there's still the nagging concern, David, that we're not starting fast enough. I still think we're, we're, we're letting teams having too much of the ball early early on. And if we do that on Sunday, we could get punished. So that's, that is a concern. Um, but the general feeling of optimism is warranted. You know, it's, it's versus a year ago, Jesus, is night and day. <laughs> um, and, and even versus late December, the feelings changed from... I hope we just get fucking through this unscathed to, as I say, we we could do this. Will we? You know, that, that's that's a different question. But yeah. ju- just that sense of we're a better team now um, is, is, is nice. Yeah, and I think that that's really the key issue. If you look at the, the changing league position, Celtic are 14 points worse off than they were this time last season. We are eight points better off. And to be honest, you would have expected Celtic to dip a bit. Um, it usually follows a season like that. Very rarely do you then go on and, and match or better. It happened to us 92-93, of course. And you would have hoped we would be better. Um, the argument is we should be even better if you look at some of the silly results before Christmas. But, you know, they're gone now. We'll look back on them in anger another day. But uh, Rangers have improved. Celtic have not as good as they were over the piece. That's not to say that in a one-off match, Celtic can't turn up and and play to that level and and turn in a great performance. One thing, a good starting point, one thing I think we should address, and it's it's an important place to start, is the start. Now, you've mentioned we've been slow out out the gate in a few matches recently, and because the teams we've been playing, we are better than. We have, of course, overcome that, but that's not going to be the case on on Saturday. And I think that the last time we came up against a good side and had a slow start was Hibs. And in the end, uh, of course, that we gave away a half uh, that, that we really couldn't afford to do. And it cost us in the end up, uh, James Tavernier making the bad decision or not, it still, it still cost us. Uh, I think that one thing that happened in that previous Old Firm game was no one is going to be able to convinced me that Celtic weren't a little complacent that day. I think they had bought in to the noise that was around that game, which was they were going to absolutely hammer us. It was a question of how much. And I think that by the time they realised that that wasn't going to happen, that they were going to have to fight for it, Rangers themselves, who had gone in maybe not with a, a whole lot of belief, had grown into the match. And 
by the time Celtic realised that they had to go and grab the game, they couldn't. It had been taken away from them by us. That's not going to happen on Sunday because they're going to arrive thinking they think they can beat us. They fancy themselves here. We've got to be on our game. So there's no way Rangers are going to catch them cold, if you like. And I think that it's important for our players to have that in their minds that Celtic have been Celtic watch us. You know, more than they watch their own team they're aware of everything that's happening uh, when it comes to, to Rangers and they are aware of our improvement they're aware of how we're feeling about the, the team at the moment and how the team's playing and they're going to be going no, we're coming out here we need to put a stop to this this is our chance to lay down a marker and I hope our players have that in their mind that they're the team that are trying to knock the, the team off its perch you have to go out and grab it you can't expect it to happen you can't wait for it to happen because they will be focused in a way that I don't think they were in the last match The key the key for me when it comes to frankly that mob across the city is they're going to come to Ibrooks thinking the, these these hun bastard upstarts actually think they, they, can, they can beat us and let's not forget what's at stake for them. The huge incentive for them is that they avoid defeat. And in avoiding defeat, they pretty much win the league, I think. And they maybe burst, if they win, they burst the bubble and all that kind of stuff. So that that's, that's the incentive for them. The incentive for us is build upon the optimism. Keep the, keep the wins going. Keep the confidence ticking along, and it's why that maybe not even a fast start, just a sensible start is absolutely required. We can't afford to give away stupid goals like we've done recently against the likes of Hamilton, Air United early on. If we do, that could that could shatter the confidence. Um, so I'm hoping that's what they've been working on all week. I hope they've been working on that start. I hope they've been working on pressing them. Um, you've only got to look at how Celtic played against the likes of Hearts prior to Christmas. Uh, Hearts at Tynecastle, Hearts pressed the shit out of them and Celtic fell to bits because he didn't know how to handle it. And they didn't know how to handle Hearts pressing in packs. Uh, and Hearts took their chances, of course. So th- there's there's examples there of of how we should probably look to play. It's it's up to... It's, it, Sunday's about what we do. Yes, we've got to keep one eye on what they do, but we know what we have to do to come out the blocks, to press them, to play our game, to do our thing. And all too often it's been about them and it's been about them imposing themselves and it's been about how many. Sunday's about us, first and foremost. Yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely echo that. It's You can't control what the opposition are going to do. You can control what you do and your reaction to what the opposition do. And I think that... I get the feeling that Graham Marty wants to have a go here. Now, in his two for matches, he's, he's went into both matches very pragmatically. And I'm glad he did, because he's he's got our only two decent results, really, uh, since the, the Scottish Cup semi-final win, by being very pragmatic and, and knowing, especially away from home, that he, he had to, to stop this kind of storm of Celtic coming at his expecting to score four or five and he did so effectively in both matches and as I say certainly the last one we were very unlucky I think not to not to win the game although you touched on it there it was maybe it wasn't bad luck it was missing chances and you've got to take your chances in these in these matches but I think that 
Graham Murray really wants to have a go and rightly or wrongly I think he wants to say okay I, I, I like my team I fancy my team it, it kind of echoes my thoughts at the moment that I fancy us to be able to go and beat them not to you know need to do a, a I don't want to say not to be tactically disciplined because of course we'll have to be but not to be cautious first and then go into the match I think he wants to go out there and say I think you can go toe to toe with them and get a result now that might we might be sitting on the Monday saying that was wrong and we couldn't, but I won't be criticising them for that, Hoggy, if it if it's the case because that's my feeling too, and I want to see if you know we can or if not, how far away we are from being able to, because I think at this moment this Rangers team look at their best when they're trying to do what they're good at, which is playing football, direct attacking, getting into the box, you know, getting runners, making things happen. I I don't think this is a game we're at home there's a lot on it for us and we've everything to gain here it's the old you know nothing to lose thing we weren't expecting at Christmas to be in a title race anyway they certainly weren't Uh, but if we're not in a title race sure it'll be disappointing after it but we'll still have cause to you know look back and say we're improving as a side and, and keep working to where we want to be the pressure is on them. They're the guys with something to lose. First and foremost, we need to, uh, you know, we talked about it. We, yes, we need to have one eye on them, but we play our game. Our game is fast, direct football, and that's not long ball. We've talked about that till we're blue in the face. That's about our units working well left and right. If we have uh, Tavernier and Candace down the right, and if we have as long as they're fit, Declan John and uh, Jamie Murphy down the left, I'm expecting those four guys to work as two units, as they have been since Christmas. Um, I'm expecting uh, Goss and Doherty in the middle of the park. I'm expecting Windass in there, and I'm expecting Morelos to really react to his poor game from last weekend. Um if if we play like we can, then we can cause them problems. We all know that. And this is about, first and foremost, playing our game. About winning the battles. About matching up to them. About not rolling over and being pussy-whipped. And let's face it, that's happened. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. You know, not, not under Graham Murty, but that's happened. There's some interesting comments coming out from um, St. Brenda uh, of, of, from the other side of the city. And, and, you know, twice already in the past week, he's banged on about how under pressure we are. Yet in the same breath just today, you know, he talked about we haven't been under pressure for the past two years, I think he said. Um, that's despite, of course, us sacking two managers because they simply weren't up to it and up to the expectations. So no, no, no pressure at all. And it's it's almost a case of uh, Saint Brenda kind of doth protest too much. That um, it feels as if uh, Brendan Rodgers' second season syndrome at Liverpool. Liverpool started going down the way. Second season at Celtic, it's kind of taken the same route. And um, he's never been under pressure in Scotland. 
So mentioning us continually over the past week would would maybe maybe point to if if you were a kind of cynical kind of chap, thinking, um, aye, he, he's he's maybe feeling it a little bit. It's up to us now to really really put him under the cosh. I think there, as as you mentioned about uh, Saint Brenda of the afflicted shininess, that he saying that you know we've we've never been under pressure. That is an attempt to to play these mind games in inverted commas, you know, a trademark of the press, uh, which is fair enough. And look, you do anything you can to get an advantage, and you try and get under the skin of the opposition. But as you mentioned there, anyone who plays for Rangers or Graham Murphy manages at Rangers, that comment is so ludicrous because of the pressure that they have to live under on a daily basis, and because of the pressure that they face from the fans in every single match, that. I'm, I'm sure they'll just laugh that one off because it's clearly nonsense. And I think if you're going to play mind games, you have to pick an area that if you jab it, it will sting. Whereas saying you, you're never under any pressure, they'll all just look at each other and tell stories about you know results that we've had where the, the fans have been going nuts. Uh, I know that that just simply isn't true. So you're right. I think you have to be a bit cleverer. If you, it wasn't exactly Mourinho level mind games. Well, I'll put it like that. And what do you think though of the idea that that Marty is going to set his team go out there and do what you do? I want you. I want to see how close you are to them. I want to see. I think you can beat them, but I want to see if I'm wrong by how much or, or you know am I completely overrating or whatever. I think he wants to see what his Rangers team can do as opposed to going out there with. As you say, looking too much at the opposition, I think he wants Rangers to to stand or fall on their own two feet. Really, we're we're playing with confidence right now. We're playing with um, a good system, a good structure. It's something that suits us. Um, we've talked on the on the main pods, on the, the the extra pod, even on the Patreon site about how players have flourished under Graham Murty about the kind of sea change that confidence has brought. Guys like Josh Windass, who maybe hid three months ago, is now, as you've so often put it, David, carrying himself like a Rangers player. Even when he's playing poorly, he's coming back for more. He's always shown for the ball. If we take that into Sunday and we play our game, then I don't see any reason why we shouldn't look after us first and foremost. Of course, the flip side is... We don't do a this time last year under Pedro that if it starts to go wrong, we don't change it and we just keep sucking it and see. You know, Marty's not that stupid, let's face it. Um, but there, there is no reason why we don't go into this game and say this is our house. Yeah. And we, we, we'll play the way we want to play with that caveat of if it starts going tits up then clearly things have to change now you mentioned there about we've got a system that's been working for us which we have Celtic recently have been playing with a three at the back and quite often a 3-4-3 but I think they may go for a 3-5-2 on Saturday and I'm intrigued by that given that I'm 100% convinced we'll line up with our usual uh, uh, 4-2-3-1 formation uh, I think if everybody is fit, then it'll be the team that started against Hearts. I think that most people... Would you would you agree with me there? Or do you, do you see me yeah, being comfortable? Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. So I think we'll go in with that side, because I think that Graham Murty 
given the squad that he has at the moment in terms of you know long term injuries, i.e. a McCrory or a Jack or whatever, I think he sees that as his best team. Now I'm really intrigued at the football geek in me trying to you know get away from all the, the the tribal stuff for a second, and I won't be away from it for long. I I assure you, folks, I'll, I'll get sucked right back into you know launching into song in a minute. But uh, from a football point of view. They might be thinking they'll get the extra man in midfield, which is a huge thing. And we've seen games won and lost in there before, and they'll have the three against two advantage. Conversely, what they then give up, unless they can find a very clever way around it, is I think then you're allowing a hell of a lot of space to our two strongest areas, which are the flanks and the partnership between uh, Tav and Candace on one flank and John and Murphy on the other. So... It's. I'm really intrigued as to see, you know, will they strangle us in midfield or will they regret giving us so much room to operate on the flanks? And I think whichever turns out to be the case will probably be the match-winning decision because I think that we can hurt you badly on the flanks and I, I, I'm very, very confident in saying that. Against that, yes, there is always the worry that if they take control of the engine room and then our wide players are too busy back the way rather than going forward. Uh, I, I think that it will come down to, you know, rather maybe an individual error or whatever, but in terms of the actual pattern of the match, if our wide players and fullbacks are pushing them back, then that to me bodes well for us winning the match. Um. Three five two is one of the hardest uh, systems to play, frankly. Um, it three five two relies on probably about the most um, structure and thinking and um, rigor as you play it. And yes, it, yes, it would give them an extra man in midfield. You could probably see Windas having to drop back. Uh, you would have to see almost Kandias coming in one or Murphy coming in one, depending on, on the, the side the ball's on. Um, however, as you say, conversely, when we've got the ball, then we, we will, if they're playing three-five-two, we will often get into situations where we've got two on one out wide. Yeah. And if we get two on one out wide, one of the centre-halves will have to drift out. And if one of the centre-halves is drifting out, then we could end up with one or two on there too and all of a sudden it's just about opening up the space um, I think Lustig for all he's been let's face it shit this season um, him being out makes me think they might not go 3-5-2 I know they, they kind of went that at uh, against was it Kilmarnock yeah I forget um, and they they tried, I think it was the, the kid Ayer out, out on the right, who naturally all he wanted to do was drift inside. Mm. I, I wonder I wonder if they'll try and match us up and go four at the back instead, simply because Lustig's out. Otherwise all they're doing is really, really um potentially exposing their right-hand side or left-hand side when, let's face it, Jamie Murphy's been on fire for the past couple of months. So 
you know, it's it's going to be how disciplined can they be if it's three five two versus can we win the battle in the middle of the park and then expose the two on ones that we'll have out wide. Now we've got a very young midfield partnership in there in Doherty and Goss, both of whom have played. I think at an incredibly high level these past few weeks and uh, you know, given that I think they've got a combined age of 44 in there um, they'll be up obviously against Brown who is Celtic's talisman in these in these fixtures and by that I don't mean in terms of his you know, like their, their, their goal scorers are obviously other people but Brown is the guy who if you like sets the tempo for them and I know we, we like to have a laugh at him saying you know for example that our two boys have got a combined age of 44 which is more than his IQ but he does in these games tend to have a big influence and I don't think it's unfair to suggest that it's going to take our two in there to get the better of him in a game where he feels quite comfortable I mean is it as much about attitude as talent or is it just simply that he's been better than what we've put in there in those matches um He's been better than what we've had. I think that's fairly plain to see. And therefore, that drives his... He's a very confidence-driven player uh, and a big, very kind of arrogant, egotistical-type player. We've seen that, you know. He's, he's He almost comes to Ibrooks and then plays not beyond his means, but holds himself as a player beyond his means. And inspires and, the rest of them, yes, yeah, 100%. And... and and gets away with it. I think on Sunday we've got maybe less so Goss. Goss is a very, very talented player. But I look at Doherty, straight away I I, I see a guy that doesn't will, will not want him to carry himself in that manner. So it's all about Doherty almost playing beyond his years, if you like. Mm. Um, I think that's going to be one of the most interesting matchups in the on the park. Now, the only real injury concerns for Rangers, as I say, in terms of non-long-term injuries, were uh, a, a trio, which was Declan John, Jamie Murphy and Russell Martin. Now, Declan John and Jamie Murphy both trained today, according to Sky Sports News. There's some dubiety about whether or not Russell Martin trained. There was a rumour earlier in the week that he wasn't going to make it, but I think at the moment it's still quite up in the air with that. For me, getting John and Murphy back are huge, and that's no disrespect to the players who might fill in for them. But, you know, John, I'm not going to sit here and say suddenly blossomed into a fabulously great defender. I still think he has a lot of work to do in that area. But I think that his partnership with Murphy is vitally important to us. Yeah, yeah. And um, having Elton John back. Especially when Wallace will Wallace will not play. Um, I think having although the past two games, we special mention for Andy Halliday because he's slotted in there at left back. Yeah, he's done fine. He's not he, he's he's not been as dynamic as Elton John going forward, but he has he's he's done fine. And actually, in many ways, he's calmed the play down as a kind of maybe experienced midfield head might do in that position he, he, so he got on fine but I do want to have our best players in that uh, in, in that structure in that formation come Sunday having John in there is I think huge I can see Wallace being on the bench if I'm being honest 
but that partnership that the two of them have developed between Elton John and Jamie Murphy is superb. The way they've gelled so quickly in the same way that Tavernier and Candace have has been impressive. And I'll go back to, we can't have passengers on Sunday. We need all four of them to show up. Uh, not to go to Kipling here, but is it a case of keeping your head while those around you are losing theirs on Sunday? And that's that's key for us, that we have to be able to cope in a cauldron, but also one where there's an expectation level from our own side. And that's, that's going to be unusual for, for, for our players because that hasn't been the case for a while. It's always going to be the case that you've got to keep your head in these games. All too often we've seen, let's face it, all hell break loose. Um, I'm perfectly honest, David. I'm, for, for that very reason, I wouldn't fancy playing in one. Um, so, yes, we're going to have to keep the head in our, um, others around you losing their shit kind of way. Uh, we're going to have to deal with the expectation and the pressure. Um, it's going to be unusual for the players. But this is Rangers. This is the biggest club in the country. Now's your time to shine. If you can't shine now, then maybe it's not for you. And going back to what you said right at the start, we need to find that out. No, absolutely. We need to know what our players are made of. And I do, I think that Graham Murray wants to see that as well. I think he, he is confident in them. And it's his team. And I'll say that for him, that it's remarkable because he has put his stamp on the side in such a short space of time with a number of a number of signings but I think the whole squad now look different and you know that's the, that's the thing about whether we lose the game or not I think the manner of uh, any performance will be important because we are at the start of almost a rehabilitation into being a contender after a long period of of I think shadow boxing really uh, where we just couldn't couldn't match up to what we needed to be and this may be a little early for us you know time will tell I hope it isn't but even so we need to make sure we don't lose sight of we're on a journey somewhere and this could be an an important staging post yes but equally if it's not you still have to keep ploughing forward so I think that, that that kind of thing is important from our point of view that that we remember exactly where we were and where we want to be, Hoggy. A year ago, we were nowhere. Let's face it. We were nowhere. We were coming towards the 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 last old fun game of the season. We were expecting a Tonkin. We got a Tonkin. And, uh, and that's where we were. And that continued through to Pedro's removal. Um... Murty had a shaky start, but here we are since since going to Parkhead uh, in, in very late December. Bar the Hibs result, it's been steady progress, steady improvement. Um, we have improved, undoubtedly. They have regressed, undoubtedly. And I think the, 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 we need to be mindful the game's going to last about 90, 95, 96 minutes. Um, remember where we were playing against Celtic at Parkhead remember when Morelos was missing one or two or three or four chances and we looked to the bench and there was nothing Yeah. 
And on Sunday, we'll look to the bench and probably have Jason Cummings itching to go on the park. Absolutely itching. If he gets on and scores, you're catching him down at Paisley, <laughs> Paisley Road, Joel. Um, you've, and you've also got a guy called Kenny Miller on the bench. Wouldn't he just love to come off the bench and fucking do his stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, so all of a sudden, we've got options. We, we have to be cognizant of so do they. But we do our thing. We've got to remember we are, we are a work in progress and we are improving. Let's not go over the score in terms of optimism and therefore, you know, it'd be, be a death door if we don't win. But recognise Sunday's about us for the first time in a long time. Sunday's about us and what we do. Now, Hoggy, the other sort of main news story of the, this week that certainly had people um, conversing with us on social media or on our Patreon site has been an express story. And I'll be honest, I, I've seen fire and I've seen rain, but I never thought I'd see David Murray and Rangers mentioned in the same breath again, to paraphrase James Taylor. Uh, the Daily Express reported that David Murray is considering investing in Rangers and... Uh, yeah, um, firstly, I've got to be honest with you, I think it's utter bullshit. I don't think that there's any chance of it. I think Murray's 66. I think that he is. he was fed up with it when he left, and I think that he'd been fed up with it for a number of years. I think, you know, with my experience of the man, that he will love the idea of people talking about whether or not he'd get involved, but I don't think he will. He also doesn't have the, the type of money where he could go and put in 40, 50 million pounds um, comfortably. <sighs> Hoagie? So, probably two things, David. Um, I didn't exactly cause the biggest stir on Twitter last night uh, when I suggested that David Murray could go and take a flying fuck to himself, period. Uh, it generally got, uh, yeah, that's right, Hoggy, move on. Um, a way, a way back when all this crap started, um, you know me, I love a good conspiracy theory. Not the tinfoil mentalist ones that uh, certain unwashed bloggers might have, but I, I had a theory way back when all this started when White first came on the scene and when we started going down the toilet. And my theory was that White was Murray's stooge, largely because we all know that Murray loves to be the good guy and hates to be the bad guy. Um, and I, I expected at some point Murray to, after administration, ride back in on the white horse and look to save the day. And I look at me kind of way and maybe it all went tits up. I could be horrendously wrong. I probably am. That's a conspiracy theory too far. Um, what we do know about David Murray is he loves the limelight. He loves his name in the papers. And he loves to be the good guy. Would it surprise me if he wanted involved? No. Do I think he could handle the pressure that came with it and... 99.9% .9 of us telling him to go fuck himself. Uh, no, I don't think he could handle that. Uh, do I think it'll happen? No, I don't. I think that I understand when some fans will say, I don't agree, but I understand when some fans will say 
things like, well, you know, if you ignore how it ended or, you know, he made mistakes and apart from that, and if he's got money, then, you know, remember the good times. And I get that because it's a psychological thing after a trauma to look back to a time when you were happy and say, wouldn't it be great if we could rekindle those days? And Murray can become a sort of avatar of those times. But let's be realistic here. You don't get judged on the bits of your past that you would like to put forward. You get judged on everything. You know, I'm sure Tony Blair would like a, a, an assessment of his career that didn't mention the words Iraq and dossier, but it doesn't work like that. Um, and unfortunately, you know, Murray, he made mistakes. Yeah, fucking huge era-defining mistakes that caused untold misery for Rangers fans. And I'm not saying you can't forgive, but you certainly can't forget. And incidentally, I'm not telling you to forgive. I'm just saying that you cannot say, well, he was unlucky. He wasn't unlucky. He made decisions that led Rangers to be where they were, that led his own company, let's not forget, to, to go down the tubes. So the idea that we just ignore the bad parts and say, well, the good parts were really good. I'm sorry, no. You know, it's a bit like a guy whose missus has cheated on him saying, well, you know, if you take away the part where she was, you know, doing lineups for the rugby club, uh, she was a cracking wife. You know, you, you have to take the full picture in. Murray had a catastrophic end to his time at Rangers. And it's all right saying, well, everything went well before that. Everything was going well on the Titanic cross until he hit the iceberg. He is too far gone. Uh, he made too many big mistakes that there's no way of atoning for, even with splashing in money. And it just comes back to, if someone has run your company into into the ground, why then would you give them another opportunity to do it? It's just insanity. You wouldn't do it in your own business. Why would you do it with your football club? I understand people's naked revulsion at the thought of it. it it would fill me with dread as well there's nothing of course to stop him buying shares if they're available in the open market but the idea of him being involved in the decision making process at the club I would find personally horrific because he's had a go at it, he was really bad at it and you know that's the thing about being in charge of something that's important is it's not about the successes. Sometimes it's about the failures. If you're responsible for the safety uh, at events and you get 200 right and one badly wrong and something horrible goes wrong, that's kind of your legacy-defining moment. And unfortunately for David Murray, it's the same for him. I think he's as well leaving the past alone. He's the past and Rangers need to move into the future. Things are going well. I, I find the timing not coincidental, Hoggy for that story to hit the papers. That's that's pretty much my take on it. I don't think there's anything in it whatsoever, by the way, other than maybe a bit of ego fellatio for, for Murray. But uh, the timing of it, I think, stinks more than a fish that's been left out in the sun. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's akin to... Charles Manson was a great bloke until he butchered seven people uh, and then untold others... It's 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 that kind of um, analogy. Uh, I don't want him any anywhere near the football club. You know, you talk about you know you can maybe forgive, you can't forget. Nah, I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm personally, 
and I'm not telling others what to think, but personally, I can't forgive, and I'd rather he shat hedgehogs for the rest of his life. Uh, but that's a personal thing, and I'm, you know, maybe my mind's tainted somewhat. In terms of the timing, um, we'll chalk the timing up there alongside um, Big Pierre getting razor blades through the post, etc. Um, it's old fun week. This is the shit that goes on. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's that's all you can really say about it. But I know that there are people who will, you know, perhaps cling to the memory and think, well, this is this is better. That's the past, and let's not live in it anymore. For the first time in a long time, Rangers appear to be moving into a period of perhaps the opportunity to get back into the sun. And like I say, it might not happen on on Sunday, but. Yeah, we don't need these names from, from our history coming in and uh, bringing that sort of toxic element because for a lot of fans, they will have. Uh, at best, you could say he would be a divisive figure. I think it would be a lot worse than that. But at best, you could say it would be divisive. But as I say, we're, we've spent five minutes on it, but I really don't believe there's anything in it whatsoever. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, Hoggy, then uh, I suppose we've, we've come to shit or get off the pot time as we like to say here, because we you know, we, we are very poetic in our language. What is your prediction for Saturday, for Sunday? Saturday, nothing's likely to happen, Hoggy. I think it's going to be very quiet, but Sunday? I think uh, Saturday will be spent shitting myself about Sunday. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's not a prediction, that's a promise. <laughs> uh, could be messy. Yes. Uh, Sunday, my prediction is... Rangers won, Celtic won, because I'm a fence-sitting son, son of a bitch. <laughs> I am going to go for Rangers 2, Celtic 0. Um, I think what? that... Yes, yes. I think that we will have enough about us. I don't think it'll have any bearing on the next two matches um, in particular, but I think that we will have enough about us, enough legs... Enough youthful. I think if we get the first goal, then we'll go on and win the match because I think that we will have the bit between our teeth and the mentality to, to get us there. Uh, in saying that, I'm realistic enough to know that Celtic, man for man, I think would have a very strong argument for saying they're better than us. And if they perform at their best, then of course you would expect them to be able to, to go on and dominate the match and, and get the result they're capable of that. I don't think they will, though. I just have a wee feeling that we are going to do it. And uh, I think that we'll, we'll have enough about us. Now then, folks, just before we leave you tonight, just, uh, of course, our, our weekly notice that you can get more content from the Heart and Hand people uh, on our Patreon site where there's an extra 40 to 50 hours content a month. Uh, there's usually three shows a day, so if you are obsessed with all things Rangers, that's the place to go. All different topics. We have shows dealing with the past, right from the Gallant Pioneers right through to to the last few years. No banter either show yet. I think it's still a little bit too raw. Um, we, we focus on players. We focus on great teams. We focus on wonderful matches. We have comedy shows. Uh, we have a, a, a new show that started in the history of Ibrox Stadium itself. There's pretty much something for everyone in there. Only one ninety nine per month. And just visit patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash heart and hand. 
if you want to sign up for that. Come in and have a look. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, if though you're quite happy just to listen to the two the two free shows per week, we thank you very much for continuing to support us and listen to us and give us your time that way. We will, of course, be back on Monday with a full breakdown of whatever happens on Sunday. Hoggy, um, just before I, I pass back to you, I'll thank our executive producers in London, Mr Knightley and Mr Paul Miles. And Mr Hogg, your final word. I'd like to say is, we are the goddamn people. And folks, remember as we're going into this, that yes, it's a big, a big game and we might lose it. We might. Um, we'll be gutted, we'll be disappointed. But it's different to the last few because we're not bereft of hope anymore. If we lose this match, I won't be able to wait until the next crack we have at them because it's coming. We are a coming side. They are a side who are fighting to retain their position. And it's been a long time since they've been in that fight. And that's due to our improvement. It's taken longer than we thought it would. It's taken longer than it should. But it doesn't mean that it's not worth celebrating. And yeah, we'll be disappointed if it doesn't go to plan and I'm sure we'll all be, you know, kicking cans down the road and, and complaining and I'll certainly be amongst that. But I'm going to remember the bigger picture. I'm going to remember where we were. I'm going to remember all those clubs who tried to kill us. I'm going to remember all the times they told us we would never be back. Well, we are back. They are worried about us. They are looking over their shoulder because they know the Rangers are coming. I said years ago, Rangers are coming, expect us. And they have been expecting it for years and it's finally happening. Will we win on Sunday? I think so. I hope so. If we don't, that's fine. I'll dust myself down. I'll get back up and I'll get ready for the next challenge because Rangers are forever we are going to do something very special might not be sunday might not be this year might be next year but it's going to happen and when it does happen every single one of us who've been on this journey right from it started we were unwilling participants but you know what we stayed the fucking course we deserve everything that's coming to us and they deserve everything that's coming to them it might not be now, but it is in the post. I promise you that. My name's David Edgar. I'm very proud to be one of the people. I'll talk to you again on Monday. Bye. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.